0: WPA views and latest news on the WWE network until we've watched everything we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands and as always I'm joined by... Dan White. And today it's the podcast extra. We're going to look at the Raw after Mania, the Smackdown after Mania, the 205 Live... After Mania. So yes, we've got a lot planned. We're going to have WrestleMania news... News. We're going to have a in-depth look at Raw and Smackdown and, of course, Two Five Live as well. I would like to thank everybody for listening to the WNR podcast over our huge live weekend. I now can announce officially it was our biggest weekend of all time. And in that Sunday, our first ever WrestleMania show was our most listened to podcast of all time. It's had 25,000 listens to it. At this moment in time. And we'd just like to thank everybody. like we say, we know there's a lot of you that just either listen to us on the off chance or listen to our live shows and not anything else. And look, I haven't got a problem with that. If you do want to check it out, it's all there on our back catalogue. Every month we do the WWE Network Review, which is the... um, Basically, a network review for that month. So we have a cut-off time, and it's basically four to five weeks, and that's what we look at there. Every month, we have a pay-per-view, and of course, now we're looking at WWE versus W. So there's a lot of stuff to check out, and of course, our back catalogue, over 150 episodes now. How did you think the live weekend, not the shows themselves, but how we did and how the podcast went?
1: I thought it went well, yeah. It was a lot to do in such a short time. And there was a lot of goings on. I think in, in the run-up to it, you tried getting me more excited for WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. But it turned out that I think TakeOver just kicked off. Yes,
0: it did. it did. And like I say, it was it was a lot of work going into it. Of course, on Saturday, having the TakeOver at 11 and then going through to, you know, 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. Then. And WrestleMania was even longer. I think we got out of here... Back six o'clock. I think we're about seven o'clock in the morning there. I then stayed up annoyingly to watch both Raw and SmackDown, even though I had to work the next day. I nearly watched NXT last night, and I thought, no, no, James, it's a bad James. Left it there. Uh, but it's just so enjoyable to do it, and we're so glad we get so many listens. And it, it's just it's just a laugh. It's basically two guys having a conversation about wrestling. So so many other people, and um, we we like the fact, or I respect the fact that people. Feel like we know enough now to actually know what we're talking about, rather than just two random dudes and their ramblings or their rants, even. And we like to think we add a little bit of not only uh, the humour that we do to it now, and it's basically a show. But we like putting in facts in, and we like actually teaching people about wrestling in a weird way. You know, we're always going to have certain things that we do there. But today's going to be a fun show. Let's address the elephant in the room because we're going to move on to WrestleMania rant and fallout. And I put rant here because, yes, I am addressing it. Uh, WrestleMania, uh, uh, it's difficult for me to say. What what happened at WrestleMania with Charlotte? Let's just let people... Before we had our massive silence, which probably, it it felt like it went on
1: for about half an hour for us. She was defeated by Charlotte
0: as clean as you like. Yes, yes. And this is what we're going to look at, right? We're going to look at the way the victory happened now this is just a rant for myself and i'm sure dan will join in because the thing about oscar well rather than me explaining about oscar why don't we just have a
2: quick listen to this october 7th 2015 an undefeated campaign was born she locks those hands it's going to be over ladies of the women's division grit your teeth the empress has arrived And now, 908 days later, that empire lives on. 265 wins. Zero losses. How do you defeat the undefeated? 35 different women across four continents and 11 countries have fallen victim to the empress of tomorrow. Eight of those have held Women's Championship gold, and all were forced into submission by Asuka. This woman has not been pinned. She has not been submitted. With a a two-and-a-half-year reign of dominance, making history has become second nature to Asuka. Becoming NXT Women's Champion and securing that title for a record 523 days, the longest championship reign of the modern era and seventh longest reign of all time, A reign that would still be ongoing had Asuka not voluntarily relinquished the championship when she joined the Raw roster.
1: Asuka is like no
2: one you've seen before. Asuka is the seventh superstar and first woman to be both a Survivor Series sole survivor and a Royal Rumble match winner, putting her in similar company as The Rock, Ric Flair, Randy Orton, and Roman Reigns. And in the women's Royal Rumble match, Asuka would continue building her legacy as she punched her ticket to WrestleMania by going through 29 women, 15 of whom were former WWE women's champions.
0: Asuka is a history maker. There was never any doubt. Asuka is
2: going to WrestleMania. 908 days and counting with no end in sight. Who can beat Asuka? We have never seen anything like Asuka. Dominant. Fearsome. Imposing. Relentless. Undefeated. Nobody has had the answer for knocking off Asuka. Two and a half years undefeated. If you think anybody is ready, you must be insane. Heading into WrestleMania with an unblemished record. Will the Empress be able to prove that?
0: So there's her streak there. That is the numbers up until April 2nd, 2018. Oscar was dominant. We we announced her arrival when we were doing a WWE Network review. She joined NXT when we first started watching it. And she became a megastar in NXT. And moved up to, to WWE. And to be fair, me me, if I look back on it now, since she got called up, I don't think they knew. I don't think WWE were ready for Oscar. I don't think they knew how to book her correctly, what position to put her in, what situation. Situation. You know, uh, and how to actually use it. What the grand scheme of things. Because he's coming in, or even with Brock Lesnar the big stars you've got your kind of year plan you know you've got set out what you want to do what kind of points you want to hit and get through it there with oscar Lee obviously didn't have a clue what to do you know they were stuck with nia Jax, and then the following month oscar loses nia Jax wins the title and you made the next point of wrestlemania why didn't oscar go for bliss you know what it would have made perfect sense she had personal problems with her uh, but obviously they've got a different direction in that that's fair enough you know the thing is with Oscar was how good she was in the ring, and I'm not saying, and people will argue, and I like look at people at Twitter and you know emailed and go, Well, she's not just a streak, you know, but the the streak made made it even more special in this day and age of uh Anthony Joshua, the UFC fighters like uh, Khabib. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his surname. Khabib's 25 and 0, and Joshua's... Well, Josh was twenty-one and oh now, isn't he? You know, he is.
1: Yeah, because yeah. I was saying about the. Tw- was, you now.
0: you text me saying who's going to be the one in twenty-one-one. Won't surprise me if they booked Lesnar to beat him. You know, it might happen. Uh, but I know, obviously, streak doesn't make someone. Everybody likes a winner. You know, everybody likes somebody who picks up victories, and everybody likes a dominant winner.
1: Well, that's what kind of got me first into Goldberg. The way he was just running through competition, he was unstoppable. But then, you know, it could have been worse at WrestleMania. Oscar could have been stopped by a cattle prod.
0: Well, that would have made more sense to me, because at least there would have been a bit of shenanigans rather than being a clean victory. The thing is, and also the Untakers undefeated streak at WrestleMania. Now, people say that was a big deal when they broke it, and it was, and it would have been even more special if they didn't. It yeah. would have been... But just imagine when he had got that 25-0 and at WrestleMania, how important it would be, and you the was 25th quite, year as well. Exactly, and then laying down... Yeah, his hat and gloves, like he did last year. You're not in defeat, but in victory, saying that is the end well, of the no, Undertaker. In the out. Ring. <laughs> yeah, that would have been the end of the Undertaker. It's perfect. But not talking about the Undertaker. Not talking about my problems with that. I'm talking about Oscar. And Oscar was dominant in NXT. The only person that came close to her was Ember Moon and Nikki Cross. And looking back at it now, I wish Ember Moon would have beaten her at TakeOver for the title. It would have made more sense in the storyline perspective. Uh, and I also wouldn't mind Nikki Cross having a chance. What they're doing now with Nikki Cross is another thing we're going to cover on the NXT uh, takeover show that is our next podcast but someone like her should be called up to the main roster straight away Oscar then moved up, and it's like people said Mixed Match Challenge was ruined because of her but I really enjoyed it because with Oscar at least you had faith there was someone you could rely on after all the disappointments in WWE after Roman Reigns getting shoved down your throat after uh, CM Punk leaving after all these different things that you could say oh well, you know I'm not happy about it the Oscar was the constant in that and I know it's only been for the last couple of years but it's the constant that you sit there and you enjoy and you watch and there was so much more anybody that says there wasn't any more story left in the street is full of shit as well there was so so much more potential in that streak she hadn't even got to her first fucking wrestlemania yet you know she hadn't even won her first championship in WWE before they ended the streak what the fuck people who were watching oscar now are going well so what about the streak? she's only been wrestling for like three months because they didn't know about the nxt thing no matter how much promo was there charlotte beating oscar was just charlotte to most people beat the Japanese woman in some respects you know what I mean the same way it was Nakamura because with Oscar she wasn't treated correctly and just imagine she beat Charlotte, become champion leading up to SummerSlam or Wrestlemania whatever it is with Ronda Rousey who they're going to push to the moon and, and Oscar being like yeah you know you ain't going to beat me I've, I've never lost this is one of my points I want to make for Oscar in WWE, the streak and what what it happened and how tough she was. Right, this this might be wrong about that, but Rousey in real life, she was undefeated. Uh, she was undefeated as well up to a point. I say up to a point till Holly Holm kicked her fucking head off. Next fight against Amanda Nunes got knocked out with punches. This is all in the first round, so that's why she's left UFC. Look, guys, if she was successful in UFC, she would still. Be there. It's as simple as that. She went away because she didn't want to take a beating anymore. Fair play to her. And the WWE came calling. Now I'm not sure what they're paying Ronda Rousey, but looking by what they did to her at WrestleMania, they are going all out with Ronda Rousey. They're going to have pictures, photo, uh, just everything CM Punk listed in his uh, <laughs> everything CM Punk listed in his pipe bomb, basically Rousey's gonna do, alright? And and this will all lead to, we're gonna talk about this in a bit, what Rousey's leading to With this now. Uh, But she's lost in real life, Dan. I've seen Rousey getting beaten, you know? I've watched her getting kicked in the head. I've not seen Oscar getting beaten. No. I've not seen Oscar lose. Now, people say, oh, yeah, go watch her Japanese stuff. But if I talk about the character of Oscar, she has not lost since debuting. So, in my mind, in real life, I know Rousey can lose. But in the wrestling world, I know Oscar Can't. can't. Yeah. So for me, I treat Oscar uh, as a tougher opponent than Rousey, just because of this. And now taking that away from Oscar, they can call her how tough she was, but they're going to build up Ronda Rousey's uh, winning streak. This this has got to be the reason for it. You know, they're going to say she's been undefeated in twelve months, whatever it is, or two years, three years, until she gets bored again and goes. Uh, and I think that annoyed me about the streak. The other thing about that. Um, The last thing I want to say, basically fucked up an opportunity with Oscar. The thing I want to say is with the match itself, right, I have no problem, again, with Oscar losing in the right way. We've seen people like Nikki Cross and Moon take Oscar to the limit. I mean, take her to the limit and she still managed to shoulder up or stop a submission. And yet it just took that figure four into an eight attempt and she was bridging with the one arm supporting herself. I've gone back and (laughs) looked, bridging it, yeah, and then Oscar taps. I mean, John Cena, since turning face, I don't think has ever tapped out right, people like Steve Austin never tapped out, you don't have someone that tough, you never had Goldberg tapping out, you've not got, you know, you you don't have them tap out to a submission, when you've seen Oscar taking more punishment in a match than she did at Mania, what I would have done, if they were going to beat Oscar, right, this is how I would have done it, so Oscar would have gone for the Oscar lock on Charlotte, would have got her down, Charlotte reversed it into a oscar locker charlotte lock herself sleeper it's got oscars oscars caught and as oscars passing out she realized so she's throwing a fucking fist and fighting with everything she's got until she finally passes out charlotte gets the job done oscar didn't tap didn't get pinned but passed out charlotte gets the win and then oscar's like fuck you were ready for me then weren't you and she saves face on the whole situation because it doesn't make her look weak or silly or make Charlotte look a bigger star. What they basically did was piss on the Oscar character to make Charlotte look big for her eventual loss against der Rousey. <sighs> right, that's my run over. Dan, what are your thoughts on it?
1: Oh, yeah, um, by the way, I'm still here, for those that are listening. <laughs> I haven't disappeared. It's not the James Rowland show. I, I think you summed it up. Just just about it, in, in as many words. It was something difficult. It was something that affected... And you said it's moments that make a WrestleMania. I know it's it's not the right moments. It's not moments we wanted to see.
0: It's, it's one of those things. I was more shocked about it than I was about Brock Lesnar retaining. Now, I knew Brock Lesnar was was going to lose. I thought Brock Lesnar, in my mind, I was 98% certain that um, Lesnar would win. With Oscar. I was 100% certain she was going to win. And that's range why... was going to win, not Lesnar. Um, that Reigns was going to win, not Lesnar. With... Oscar was 100% sure Oscar was going to win and I think that's what fucked me up so much is that the confidence that you had and it's just like oh fucking hell so Oscar's the one and now look two things before, we're going to talk about the streak again but it's just two things popped to mind <laughs> with Oscar Oscar will come back her, her video on www.com is fucking awful because she's there smiling saying she happy Charlotte beat her Charlotte, uh, Oscar needs to come back more aggressive and more dangerous than ever and this is the second thing I came up with if it took if it took five hundred odd days to beat her once, how long do you think it is till she loses again, Dan? It's gonna be another <laughs> another year, maybe. I mean cop surely.
1: Don't call me Shirley, but I, I do agree with you. It's gonna take a long time for her to get Well, I hope it takes a a long time to get beaten. I just hope she doesn't go on a on a losing roll, you know, losing to Sasha Banks, losing to Becky
0: Lynch, losing to no, Bailey, we will get on to Raw and see people uh, losing when they shouldn't have really done. But we're going to move on. Like I said, I'll be talking for a little bit. So we're going to move on to a little bit of WrestleMania news.
1: News.
0: Oh yeah, WrestleMania's 5 hours and 10, ten minutes long. I didn't think it was that long.
1: With the two-hour pre-show, that's that bumps up to seven hours and yeah, 10 minutes. Yeah,
0: that does seem like a long time. <laughs> but <laughs> we were busy during our... During the but society. you look at
1: it like with the pre-show 7 hours and 10 minutes I'll do 8 hours of work a day well actually I'll probably do about (laughs) 4 but I'm supposed to do 8 well there were a ton of guests backstage at Wrestlemania 34 among the many names backstage were Ric Flair Scott Hall Sean Waltman Shawn Michaels Nikki Bella Maria Menounos Macaulay Culkin and Impractical Tossers. I oh, like in fact, don't Impractical Don't be horrible. Impractical Jokers. I can't call them stars. They, they are don't, stars. Don't Brian Q
0: Star. Quinn. I really like Q. He's my favourite. And Salvo carlo
1: And, of course, Rey Mysterio. We mentioned the three men that were part of Charlotte Flair's entrance were NXT wrestlers Batelli and Dan Mather. It was a homage to when Flair was used... As an extra for Triple H's WrestleMania entrance a few years ago,
0: and I tell you something about that as well. And I usually don't praise you, but you were on the ball. Soon as Charlotte appeared there, you made that reference a couple of years ago, and this story came on. We wondered who it would be, and like I say, Riddick and Moss. And will Riddick and Moss have a WrestleMania match in a couple of years, and then use another next diva, a superstar to do that? Who knows?
1: And also, Kid Rock was not backstage because he needed to fly out to host Kid Rock's ninth annual chillin the most
0: crews. Yeah, at least he had his priorities right. Okay, the original plan was not for Oscar Street to be broken at WrestleMania.
1: Can you just leave Oscar alone? Yeah. No, look, I just look one more point. Look,
0: no, look, I will never go over it but just one more point. You can help me with this. Several weeks ago, we talked about long-term plans for Oscar and the women's division. The original plan was for Oscar to defeat Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania and remain undefeated so they could hype Get home. a mega match with Ronda Rousey at next year's show. This is also why they had Oscar doing the armbar during the matches around the time Rousey was signed. Makes sense. Well, on
1: Monday's Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer talked about Oscar's loss and what she was told weeks ago before plans changed. Originally, this match at WrestleMania was going to involve multiple armbar attempts. Oscar was told months ago when Rousey first signed to start doing the armbar all the time, and then she was told no more armbars.
0: Yeah, I mean, what the fuck? So obviously WWE changed plans. They're no longer going to do a street versus street match next year. Now it looks like Charlotte Flair versus Rousey will be the long-term plan, and if they decide to do it next year... It could very win an event of the show because they're even doing it at the moment saying, well, the Women's Revolution, to really get there, would have to main event a Mania. Flair versus Rousey, do you think... Well, a couple of questions, Dan. Do you think it's a worthy WrestleMania main event and would you want to see it as a WrestleMania main event? As long as it's not Roman fucking Reigns in a main event,
1: <laughs> I would be happy.
0: <clears throat> I, I I would want Reigns to beat Hogan's record.
1: Let's do that. Have a but I don't think... Where they wrestle on the card defines people. I think the greatness of the
0: match. Yeah, no, that is true.
1: What was the best match we saw? The Intercontinental F- Freeway?
0: Yeah, we were yeah. Where did that happen? Yeah, it was first match up. of the night. Yeah, we look at Steamboat and Savage back in the day. Do- Steamboat and Savage back at WrestleMania 3. And uh, the-, the TLC match at WrestleMania 17. and
1: Well, what's what main event match in the past... ...has headlined it, aside from Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30...
0: There's not been a good WrestleMania main event since WrestleMania 30, is, it? It was is a, that what,
1: since Re- Roman Reigns was the main event?
0: Seth Rollins, yeah, but come on, it's not really his fault... Seth Rollins cashed in at WrestleMania 31, that weren't a bad main event, it was a nice shock. But it was a good
1: ending to it, it, it was, was only the part where yep. Seth Rollins came in and curved. 32
0: steps. was Triple H's fault, Triple H should with Roman Reigns there, that was his own that was his own ego. WrestleMania 33 against Undertaker... Yeah, but again, putting him against the Undertaker at WrestleMania, you're going to have a little bit of a problem, plus the Undertaker's not that great. And this year against Lesnar, it was just a disgrace. And speaking of that, after Brock Lesnar defeated Roman Reigns in the WrestleMania 34 main event, he reportedly got into a real-life altercation with WWE Chairman and CEO Vince McMahon. According to
1: sources, the two had a heated incident that ended with Lesnar throwing the Universal Championship belt at McMahon. Lesnar reportedly might have gone off-script at the end of his
0: high-profile match. The result was a major surprise, major surprise to those watching along, especially considering Lesnar doesn't appear at WWE events as often as other fighters.
1: The match itself was also relatively underwhelming with fans chanting, this is awful, and Bleacher Report giving the match a C-plus grade.
0: or so based on the post-match reaction, it's possible Lesnar didn't follow McMahon's vision in the biggest event of the year. But details have emerged
1: that made the behind-the-curtain shouting match a triple threat.
0: Uh, according to reports, report, Shane McMahon inserted himself into the fray and actually jumped into the defend his father. Poor the report, Shane McMahon appeared like he wanted to fight, but only incendiary words, not blows, were exchanged. Since we weren't in the building, we likely never know what actually happened, but we may know how it started. Before we got on that, Shane Man. What a fucking guy, eh? <laughs> it. I won't give a fuck if you're Lesnar. <laughs> I'll get in there.
1: Fair fucking fair play to match, him. Yeah. yeah, fair play to him. The story goes that Lesnar bypassed a pair of WWE rules during his WrestleMania match with Roman Reigns. Per PW Torch, neither blood nor the German announce table suplex was approved by Vince McMahon or WWE officials. And you can see that because you see the German announcers just scurrying yeah, for the, their life. Over the, barric- yeah, over the barricade. By Brock Lesnar being wholly responsible for both incidents, it's easy to see how things escalated backstage. Not too long ago, Lesnar had a similar situation with Randy Orton towards the end of the match, a menacing elbow crash on Orton's skull, leaving a free-flowing free gash. However, that was later to be confirmed as part of the
0: show. But
1: at this moment, the same cannot be said for
0: Roman Reigns. But Reigns' bloody face is just the beginning of the wormhole. Just a few days after WrestleMania, looks like Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns... Match may be one of the most intriguing meta stories in WWE history. Is it real? Is it fake? Is this what they want?
1: WWE announced Monday it signed a new contract with Lesnar and he'll defend the Universal title in a steel cage match Against Reigns as part of the greatest Royal Rumble event in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia Arabia on April 27th. Do you know why that is? Why? Because the
0: Saudi Arabians are more likely to cheer for Roman Reigns. Well, if that's the case, you have Reigns the first match and you make it so you can show video clips of it as well. Uh, well, Lesnar still may not reflect a long-term commitment to WWE, though. Uh Bleach reports said that Lesnar was only under contract for one more match, while PW Insider noted the Universal Champion may just be working on an extension of his previous contract.
1: Regardless of whether Lesnar and McMahon got into it after WrestleMania 34... Letting him leave the company for an extended period of time will arguably be WWE's best move.
0: Well, the company has painted itself into a corner regarding what it can do with Lesnar. He has run through pretty much every major star in WWE, and fans have grown weary of watching the same Lesnar single matches after years. And I never thought to say it. I was a massive Lesnar fan, and yes, I am bored. To tears. He did more in the two years he was there before than he has done in the six now wrestling wise. I've just thrown my tablet on the floor, down <laughs> In <laughs> disgust. The,
1: the WWE Universe may be more receptive towards Lesnar if he goes away, goes away after the greatest Royal Rumble and comes back around the 2019 Royal Rumble or WrestleMania 35.
0: Yeah, or WrestleMania 36. Or never. Yeah. CM Punk.
2: The- CM Punk. <laughs> I know.
0: CM Punk. The UFC star left WWE four years ago but still remains very relevant as his name gets heard all around the ring and is in the US. Fans
1: chanted CM Punk during the main event between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns for the Universal title that turned out to be a disappointment for many.
0: Former WWE Tough Enough contestant AJ criticized fans for paying all that money to chant for the next wrestler and throw beach balls at WrestleMania. He tweeted,
1: I wonder how much those fans spent to throw beach balls and chant CM Punk's name. I mean, tickets to the show, flights, hotels, food, and probably drinks and maybe merch. That's a lot of money to spend just to show everyone you're an arsehole.
0: Well, Punk blasted a former trainee's tweet and insisted he, can, he can't tell the WWE Universe what to do with their own money. The ex superstar responded, Or you could just let everyone know you're an arsehole for free by telling them to, what to do with their own money. <laughs> Please come back! <laughs> Kirsch stood by his criticism
1: and insisted... That this issue wasn't about punk, but rather fans sabotaging the main event and chanting for a man who's not involved with wrestling anymore. And i
0: tell you something, Dan. As a paying fan of WWE, I obviously, apart from obviously, but I can chant and cheer for who I fucking want. If I'm paying that incredible amount of money, you think how much WrestleMania is in the entire... F- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do what you want, do what you want, but fuck me, do you know what I mean? Anyway, UFC President Dana White told TMZ that Brooks better known as CM Punk, will face off with Mike Jackson. Both have a 0-1 MMA record. The fight long rumoured as the XWB's second octagon
1: opponent. That's the fight, White said. This past month, Punk announced that he would fight at UFC 225, which takes place during the ninth at United Centre in
0: <laughs> Chicago. And we have a first announcement of the podcast. We've got two major announcements. The WNR podcast superstar profile will be...
1: C. CM Punk. And that will be coming out the same weekend as his fight.
0: So come around June ninth time, early June, we'll be doing a superstar profile on CM Punk. It is going to be fucking awesome, you know. Like I said, we've not seen a lot of punk, but uh, we will. Fun fact for you, Dan. I worked this out the other day in my own little head. Not only have Rollins and Bryan both pinned Triple H in a singles match at WrestleMania, we were told in a triple threat match in the main event of Mania, and even stranger, both have won the IC title in the opening match of WrestleMania. Well get this then. They both missed WrestleMania thirty two due to injury. Wow, so they I mean, that's kinda of weird that they correlated in that way. Of course WrestleMania thirty, like we talked about, was um WrestleMania. WrestleMania beating Triple H and then beating uh, Randy Orton and Batista. They both faced Randy Orton in a way as well. But anyway, so that was WrestleMania 30, 31, 33, and 34. Speaking of WrestleMania 34,
1: WrestleMania 34 broke the record for the Mercedes-Benz Superdome's highest-grossing entertainment event. The show grossed 14.1 million, surpassing the, ven- the venue's previous record of 10.9 million set by WrestleMania 30 in 2014. So they've basically bumped their prices up by 4 million. <laughs> yeah, exactly how much it's changed. Yeah. Yeah, they've added
0: 40,000 seats to the stadium. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, WrestleMall had a sold out crowd of 78,133 fans from all 50 states and 67 countries.
0: Well, New Orleans was extremely proud to make WrestleMania week part of our tricentennial celebration, New Orleans Mayor Mitch Landrell said. It was so exciting to host WWE fans from around the world who traveled to experience the grandeur of WrestleMania. I don't know why I went to American accent. I it sounds like. And all that our beautiful city has to offer. Thank you, everyone, who makes it possible to say such an epic event. In terms of attendance, WrestleMania
1: 34 currently sits in sixth place in overall attendance for the show trailing behind WrestleMania 32, 3, 29, 23, and 28.
0: Bingo. Well, the WWE Network have reached a record-breaking 2.12 million subscribers. Maybe that's why we got so many fucking listeners. Coming off a successful WrestleMania promotion. The number was announced today in a conference call with the investors. The network currently
1: has 1.8 million paid subscribers, with the rest three hundred and sixteen thousand free trial what? subscription. <laughs> what? For a total of two point one two four million worldwide subscribers. That is up nine percent when compared to WrestleMania thirty three.
0: So there is one point eight million people subscribed to the network, which is fantastic. And I think it's great, only three hundred thousand people, you look at that as a as a little percentage.
1: Yeah, but one point eight that means eighteen million a month. Fucking
0: hell. What bad is it? It's not, a bad it's not bad. Not bad. Money, is it? Over two million people. So it is the the biggest WrestleMania of all time, and also WWE Network subscribers viewed twenty five point two million hours during WrestleMania. Uh, twenty five, twenty five. But I think I watched two hundred and fifty two million hours. Twenty five point two million hours during WrestleMania week, or fourteen hours per subscriber during the week. Like we, we smashed. That. <laughs> do we watched that. I watched fourteen hours. I've not not watched the WWE Network in about two weeks. Uh, this compares to 22.5 million hours last year, a 12% year over year increase.
1: WWE is predicting that 2018 would be the most profitable in the company's history and our history. As well. Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, we, again, we'd like to thank everybody listening, and if we can start making money like WWE does, then fuck my ass. But something, something another strange news story, before we get into Raw and SmackDown talk. Jerry Lawler suffered a stroke last month, Lee revealed on his own podcast.
1: Speaking on Dinner with the King, Lawler told co-host Glenn Moore he had a stroke March 21st.
0: Well, the medical scare left him unable to talk for over two days. Like he said he ultimately made a full recovery and helped commentate during the Andre Giant when More back Raw at WrestleMania 34 last Sunday. I'm just glad I didn't make any fucking jokes. Well, Lawler went into cardiac
1: arrest during a live edition of Raw in September 2012. He received medical attention at the WWE announce table before going backstage and to hospital for further treatment.
0: Well, the 68 old continues to work in a full-time announcer role with WWE until July 2016, when the company announced he'd been transitioning to a role as a pre-show analyst prior to pay-per-views on the WWE network. WWE then removed him from that role in December 2016 and has limited his appearances to one-off occasions, such as WrestleMania. All right, so let's get on to Raw then, because I did watch Raw. I made a few notes, and Dan, I know you did as well, but now it's Tom. Raw <laughs> review!
2: See what you, do- <laughs> you can do it with me because we're doing I'm so excited. We are doing it together. Listen up, there's not a moment
0: to spare. It's quite a drop from the top, so, how are you
2: feeling?
0: All right, so we just got notes of basically what happened through the show. How did it start off, Dan? It started off with Steph coming out with
1: her arm in a sling, and she came out and she was just talking about how it was her that signed Ronda Rousey and, you know, talking about the match that they had. And she said, well, you want to see the woman that beat me? So here it is. And there's there's an interesting fact going around about Stephanie McMahon. Gone. She's gone the longest from her debut match to a match in WrestleMania.
0: Oh, that is a good little fact. Because it
1: it was her first WrestleMania match, 34. I think she's only beaten Bob Buckland by
0: three months. Jesus Christ, they'd be like, fucking hell, that's amazing when you think about that, yeah. Um, The the thing is, I was watching, I was going to live tweet during Raw, and then Stephanie came out and really fucking, I wasn't in the best mood either after Oscar. So I thought, I decided against it. I skyplast it and then I caught out of it an hour later and then I could fast forward all the breaks and I still caught up with Raw anyway, do you know what I mean? I still caught out of it. But uh, I just I couldn't do it with Stephanie. But yeah, Rousey come out and, and Rousey well Stephanie wanted to kind of make friends, didn't she, you know?
1: Well they 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 looked set to middle of the ring. I don't think Rousey said a single word no. when she was out. And Stephanie put her hand out like you know, they hugged in the middle of the ring. But that wasn't it. No. Rousey wanted a little bit more. And she ripped her arm, kind of cast... It was like a knee brace on her arm. Well, on an arm brace,
0: I suppose. <laughs> and she gets her in the armbar again. Yes, and she basically breaks the arm of that. Now, it's got me thinking. I don't think Rousey's going to be one of those sling week in, week out. I would like to see her in London, if she's there. In London? The thing what I think they'll do is next week, or maybe the week after... Stephanie Triple H come out and go, well, did you know what you did, Bowsie? You put your hands on the you figure, we're suspending you until the Madison Square Garden show in July that like you booked on, and <laughs> Slam. Do you know what I mean? To do a kind of Lesnar thing with her. They might not. I mean, she might be wrestling at Backlash. I personally think she could do this so
1: it kind of gets her used to the ring, because she's had one televised match. I know she's obviously been training a lot backstage, but to have a few more matches in ring, it gets the fans used to her. You know, I don't want it to get boring yeah, and shovel on a
0: frog. Over exposure, which I think they will. And speaking of women, the new raw women's champion was in action next.
1: Shut up, James.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I mean it was. Uh Nia Jax came out and uh Bliss and Mickey James were here. I mean, how far can someone fall in twenty four hours? Well no, look, I didn't mind it. They they were talking trash to Nia Jax and they said, Well, you're gonna need a tag team partner. And uh, one of our favourite NXT wrestlers comes out. James actually called
1: it. He messaged me beforehand, telling me. So James has got people in, on the inside. <laughs> yeah. And it was Moon because you know who, whoever drops their title at NXT and then goes up to the main roster the next night. Exactly. It's never it's never been heard of before. Never
0: ever ever.
1: But, but um, yes,
0: uh, Ember Moon does pin Bliss with the Eclipse. I was shocked. I tells ya, when Bliss was pinned, I thought, "What the fuck?" Mickey James is there to take the pin, isn't she? But Bliss took it, and <laughs> James went out of her. And Moon looked impressed. The fans big response when she came out. Went a little bit quiet and didn't respond that well to the eclipse. Nah. And 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 I want the eclipse in NXT. And I know NXT is different to the main roster, but you want that kind of oh, she's going to the top now. Bang! One
1: thing I noticed with Ember Moon, she was sticking her tongue out far too much. Yes,
0: yes, she was. I was um, bugging me. So, yeah, Moon pins her. Look, I'm happy Ember Moon's there. Do they know what they're going to do with her, or was it just for that moment then? I don't know. Will she stay on Raw or not? Is she going to get a rematch for it? No, next no, yeah. night on NXT.
1: Yeah. Lose that, and then... Or is she just going to go out gracefully? Yeah.
0: Well, WWE never stop, I should say. Sorry, I, I know you just about to start talking. It's never stopped me before. The, the thing is, no. is that Raw was on and, like, they never stop. Like us, we never stop. We've got podcasts coming up, plans for the future, and WWE we don't. And one of the- Big bit of news that they had was the Superstar Shake-Up between Raw and starting next Monday on Raw and on Tuesday. And if you look at the Raw SmackDown video they put up for the promo, you can see Apollo Cruz in there and other people that you wouldn't necessarily have in a W WWE video, but you just know they're going to switch brands, you know? Um, and, of course, we'll we'll talk about that when it happens. But as I say, they were building towards that. But, go
1: on. Our next story. Come on, James.
0: This fucking annoyed me as well. It's really annoyed me. What's his
1: name? Well, yes. Braun Strowman and Nicholas have had to relinquish their titles because he is still at school and he's got conflicting schedules. One thing that I pointed out to James is I sent him a picture of Nicholas and Sami Zayn and said one of them has held a title on the main roster, the
0: other is Sami Zayn. You did even better than that, actually, because when we talked about it, Nicholas, I don't break any hearts, like I say, it was a pointless angle uh, two cut Angle, because it's like, after 25 hours, you're like, yeah, I will give it up. Yeah, I don't really care about it. And then not re-entered into the tournament, was then put into place. The tag limit we'll talk about in a minute. But Nicholas was the son of W referee John Cone, who became Royal Tag Champion. And you'll never guess who was refereeing that match for Strowman. Was it his dad? It was indeed, John Cone. So there we go, 10-year-old Nicholas liked it. Some people didn't. I just felt, in the end, it was a bit pointless. Uh, but they relinquished the tag team titles, and Kurt Angle, like we said, said there's a tag eliminator, and it's going to be the revival versus a club, and then later on it will be another tag team match. Yeah, and again, yeah, this is the thing, isn't it? Like the bar, their opportunity like, yeah, you're going to meet the winners. It's like you don't worry about being the tag eliminator. It's not, it's not for the tag yeah. titles. It's just to face you.
1: Well, but it is for their rematch, so it's... Yeah, I know, I know, technical. It's kind of... But before that, we had a debut from NXT. No Way Jose comes out, followed by a massive conga line. Mm-hmm. Dances around the ring. Beats the local compet- competitor with his pop-up punch. Dances around the ring and goes. Yeah. I think the match was... About a minute, if that.
0: Yeah, if that, he was about five minutes on screen, wasn't he? You know, he is the 2018 Adam Rose, without a doubt. This is a problem. I like Noah Jose, but they're just gonna do it until it's all. Well, you was
1: mentioning that I was trying to look for the Rosebuds to see if anyone had the potential to be like the next Braun Strowman from the Rosebuds, and no.
0: I saw an exit just going on to- off topic. I watched a lot of Legends of Wrestling. They're doing a roundtable. Must have been about 2010 with Ted DiBiase. They talk about families. And of course, Ted DiBiase at that time, Junior, was wrestling, and even actually turned out to be more like Eric Watts, well, Eric Watts, than he did Bill Watts. But anyway, they said, oh, there's a lot of other people signed to WWE who are part of the family. They talked about Tamina, they talked about the Samoan families, and they goes, look at these guys, and they named like, Domino from Juice and Domino, who was part of it, a couple of others, and they goes, look at this guy, Roman, uh, it was like roman leaky whatever it was and roman reigns and JL was like yeah these guys might never make it so you know you always got to make sure you have an education i thought if they knew back then this guy would go on to main event for fucking wrestlemanias and for me i was just like oh fuck it Oh, look anyway back to Raw.
1: bar came out complaining to kurt saying yeah you know do you want to give us our titles now or do you want a massive celebration in ring and he said, no, we're going to have a tag eliminator. The bar faces the winners in Saudi Arabia. And guess that's the next pay-per-view. Backlash is only a week <laughs> yeah, later.
0: Which... Exactly. So WWE cutting the pay-per-view schedule has given us two events in a week. Well done, WWE. And then the matches: the Revival beat the club in an a absolute nothing match. I don't know what they don't like about the Revival. I don't know what's happened to the club. It was just a shame, really, when you think about the talent there and just nothing doing, really.
1: Yes, but... To put a smile on your face, James, Rollins is out next. Mm. To the title, stands in the ring and he's happy. He says all Shield members are Grand
0: Slam winners. I thought that was a great little fact, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I really didn't know Seth Rollins when he said that the Intercontinental kind of Champion. And what a babyface reaction he got. He even got the burn it burn it down to chant to start, didn't yeah. he, you know?
1: But he, they was chanting everything, you deserve it. Yeah. There was something else that they was chanting as well, I can't quite remember it. But it was a brilliant moment. And Balor comes out, gets a great reception. He says he wants. To- he was not the loser. Seth Rollins won. The Miz
0: lost, and Balor was left wanting more. Fair, fair point. Fair, fair point. Balor. It is to be sure. To be sure. <laughs> And then the Miz out to a fucking huge face pop and a backlash. Miz wants a rematch and he was getting in their face. He stumbled. He did stumble on his words, but he recovered quite well. And just the Miz, what he could do. And I like it when he gets the hand because that means he's serious about something. It was great. But then I like the
1: moment that they had when uh, they was out talking and the Miz saying... Yeah, my daughter watched the moment, she started crying, my wife yeah. started crying because my daughter <laughs> and Seth started like, I'm sorry man, I'm sorry man, I'm sorry man, and then like he just said, Look, shut up Miz.
0: Yeah, Miz like, even I cried, and it was a really nice moment. Like I said, the crowd, the crowd were really, really good on Raw.
1: But the Miz Miztourage was out with the Miz, so that would have looked like a three on one, uh, three on two situation.
0: So who, who could come out Ooh. to even the numbers?
1: Who?
2: Who? Who?
0: It was Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. Yes, he did come out, and then uh, we would look to have a little fight, and Mr. Arch left the ring, and you thought, well, oh, they, they
1: was wearing expensive yes. custom suits. To be gems. fair,
0: and I thought maybe that was it, but no, that would be our main event later in the evening. Next match: Mandy Rose versus Sasha Banks, and Bailey was in
1: the corner of Sasha Banks.
0: I didn't think it was a bad match. Uh, I like Sasha Banks a lot, and Mandy Rose. Slowly but surely, a little bit improving. It helps to be in someone uh, in the ring with someone that talented. And I thought it was quite a surprising ending, really. Um, it
1: was. It, it looked like it completely fumbled because it looked like Bailey was going to hit Mandy Rose, but she missed, took an extra five steps, and then hit Sasha Banks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wouldn't surprise me if it turns out Bailey's the new. Member of the Absolution.
0: New oh, of absolution. Don't, don't say that. Absolution. Hopefully, hopefully they break it up and they the hug They go their separate ways. Uh, yeah, Rose Pins Bank with a huge knee and then he had a face to face. And as Banks and Bailey left, Absolution were there. And Paige had uh, very important news, didn't she? She did, yes.
1: Um, she confirmed
0: what well, a lot of us already pretty much knew she's going to retire. What, what, what did you think of us I mean she did She get to be fair they gave her a chance to talk which I weren't sure they were going to or not but yeah. seeing as what the events occurred the rest of the week you know what I mean maybe they thought but did you like it
1: I don't know because I, I said to you, you yes do you? I don't think I don't think she's built up the kind of reputation that Edge and Daniel Bryan the two that she m- mentioned in her retirement speech I know she's kind of been part of the Divas revolution but I think everything else that she's done has kind of outshadowed what she's done in the ring. Yeah. I know she won the Divas title on her first night in... But you can argue that wasn't the strongest of women's divisions yes. when she won.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, you would think if she would have debuted a couple of years later with the kind of talent it was, would she have such an impact? She, she did come around when she was. And the problem with us, because we have been following on the news... For so long, we've kind of known everyone she's been up to. to. But let's let's have a little, you know, because like I said, some people, I say some people, she did have a big role to play. And Sasha Banks said, I'm not always the best to put my feelings into words, so this is incredibly difficult for me, but I couldn't let this moment pass without saying thank you, Paige, and let you know the tremendous respect I have for you as a wrestler. Wrestling means so much to both of us, and the fact that you helped open things up for the women's wrestling is something that will be remembered for generations to come. The fact that you, like many of us, have come this way this far proves to me that you can achieve anything you dream of i know there are so many different dreams to be had and good things ahead of you and if your dreams should include being back in the ring i have no doubt that i will see you here again thank you Paige. and that's Sasha Banks
1: yes and Bailey had just as long a tweet thanking Paige to me is more than only thanking her for what she did for this business it's more than thanking her for inspiring myself and so many others that you can be yourself and succeed beyond everyone's expectations More than thanking her for taking the women's division to that next level, I want to thank Paige for being my friend when literally nobody else cared to know me. My first week at FCW, we had tapings at full sale and she took me to introduce me to everyone. The production team, the camera crew, the writers, she wanted to not only help me succeed but to feel comfortable. Throughout these five years, we've had such a fun friendship that I cherish and I couldn't be more proud of the person she's become. Thank you for everything. And she said, hashtag, thank you, Paige. Too many memories to share, but I will for you.
0: AJ Lee said, um, she said, the flame that burns twice as bright burns only has half as long. And thank you, Sarai Lassa, real name. And the next segment on Monday Night Raw. Who's ready to walk with Elias? I thought he amazing on Raw. I don't know what you thought of the whole thing, but he came out. The crowd was lapping up, weren't he? And he was just ready to, to, to do it. it I think he even changed his song to actually have a go at the crowd as well I think he was like, like um, if you stop Charles, I'm going to punch you in the face and even he was trying to hold on to that look but I, I, GPD is one of those guys I loved seeing a guy grow and just such a great character and I know you weren't a huge fan of Alas when he was in NXT but this is a completely different guy now isn't it? Yeah. and what a lovely moment for him in Raw not ruined at all
1: No, it wasn't ruined until Lashley, yes, Bobby Lashley, made his Mm re-return, and he came out wearing his headbands. he's basically in the same garb he's wearing in Impact. But no, Lashley came out, looked absolutely jacked, tremendous, happy to be here, and a
0: delayed suplex laid Elias out. What annoys me though, right, I loved Lashley coming in, thought it was great. So the fans cheering him. He never got a baby face pop like that when he was there before. Do you know what I mean? Last no. night at WrestleMania 23, he was the Roman Reigns of 2007. Do you know what I mean? Like, they didn't want him. When he was ECW champ, they fucking turned against him. And they were like, no, no, we don't like you. And he comes away. And he just wonder either how long he's going to take or if he's actually going to have that kind of impact type style that he's got. Do you know what I mean?
1: It's quite funny because, you know, people can absolutely hate a wrestler. They go away for uh, three or four years, come back, and they get the biggest response ever.
0: Yeah. Lashley came back, looked great. I mean, there was a rumour flying around that he's going to fight Lesnar at Backlash, but I think Lesnar's thing's only a one-match deal, so I don't think that's going to happen.
1: Well, after that, uh, Rhino and Heath Slater came out, and they was complaining that they didn't have a WrestleMania match.
0: Yeah, or even involved in the tag eliminator when they were SmackDown's first ever tag team champions, you know? And they were really annoyed. They wanted competition here. And they said, any team out in the back who are ready for it, come on down. And that
1: team was. Well, it was actually the most stupid question they could make. <laughs> because it was a cam and Rezar, the authors of pain.
0: That's, that's what really annoyed me when Michael Cole said that. I was like, I've been calling him a calm for the past couple of years. You gate, he's a cam. So, no, I am fucking call him what I fuck. Yes, anyway, I can't on my point. All the came out, and they look terrific. They are ready for this opportunity now. With Paul Ellering bringing them down, and um, it wasn't a match, was it? With Slater and Rhino, just a
1: beat down. It was.
0: Were you disappointed they didn't hit the super collider? You think I you am, just... But they wouldn't have been able to lift the wideness of Rhino. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> That's what I was
1: going to say. <laughs> They could have done a double super collider.
0: <laughs> they did a super collider, but it did the last chapter, which is a Russian leg, a Russian leg sweep, and taken them down. Anybody that's not seen Orph's of Pain before from NXT, well, just go back and listen to one of our next. Our last. I'll tell you what. If you haven't seen it, you're stupid idiots. Yeah. Well, listen to our NXT Takeover podcast. Our next one, The Orphans of Pain, in there. I'll we'll go back to this, 20 of them last year. They have been. The dominant tag team. No, not like the Ascension. Actually better than that because they've been putting in quite good performances. They're here. Destroy Slater and Rhino. But that wasn't the big... Well, it was a big story. Then what happened after the match? The match, Paul Ellering,
1: who leads them down to the ring, he has done ever since his time in NXT. They was going to walk back together, but Akam a- a- and Reza, they said, no, stay here. And they just walked off without Paul Ellering. So is this the end for Paul Ellering leading them out? I don't know. It, uh, yeah,
0: this looks that way, maybe because they're gonna
1: have Sonny leading them out.
0: <laughs> You'd have called it, uh, Officer Payne two thousand coming yeah. two thousand.
1: <laughs>
0: Might do. Uh, right, and then the other tag team eliminator. So we have already seen revival going through, and they will face next week on Raw. The winner of this match, which was <laughs> it's a way of getting there, wasn't it? It was. Uh, Woken, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt versus Titus Worldwide. They hyped. Oh, no, it long team. team. Yeah, uh, this was basically the Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt show. Uh, Cruz and Titus. The, Titus had a Titus Worldwide <laughs> chant off with Matt Hardy's delete. But I do like Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt already seems fresher. And to be able to have that baby face pop and to work the crowd like he's never been able to do before, I think Bray can find himself quite successful here. Until the eventual turn on Matt Hardy, but until that point, I quite like these two. You know, so what you're telling me? Someone's going to join the broken family and then turn
1: on their leader? Is 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 this what happened with Daniel Bryan, yeah. uh, Randy Orton?
0: It, it, oh. It's happened with everybody. You're going to use a broken family, yeah, like I said, as the the Wyatt family, and then backstage angle with Owens and Zayn. For me, Raw was fantastic. <laughs> But this fucking segment here, I just thought was brilliant, you know. Blew it out of the park, It yes. did. Uh, Owens and Zayn came up, because of course they were fired from SmackDown at WrestleMania, came to Kurt saying, please let us be in your tag division, and Kurt was really fucking on the ball here. And he said, that, well, guys, you know, I do, I've got no, got no room in the roster, I've got no, uh, got no space in the tag team division, but I hear TNA is hiring, and then that just got to set off a thing.
1: Um, yes, and uh, Impact Wrestling actually responded while well, looking for a job Owens and Zayn appeared on Raw and asked general manager if they could work there. It did not take long for Owens and Zayn to betray each other's friendships and individually state their case for why they should be the one Angle hires. Instead, Angle booked a match pitting Owens and Zayn against each other and the winner earning the spot on Raw. Well, during the backstage discussion Kurt Angle initially declined the jury's offer stating, my tag division is full, but I hear TNA is hiring. And a segment. The segment sparked Impact Wrestling to respond. And a We Are Impact tweet was posted after Angle's Angle's remark, correcting Angle on calling them TNA.
0: And then Impact still tweeted and put, that's not an insult, that is just a fact of life, Eli Drake. So, you know, obviously, I I don't know if that's an off-the-cuff comment that he said, but I wouldn't think so, because it also has just been announced... That the Hardy Boys have got new DVD coming out, and they're actually going to feature of another TNA footage from the the broken Matt Hardy thing. So maybe that name drop and a couple of other things like this. Look, it wouldn't hurt. You look at the amount of talent WWE I and mean, people have a guy at TNA. You look at the amount of talent that WWE have taken from that promotion. When you look at your Samoa Joe, it's or like your and WWE and Yeah, yeah, and people discredited TNA so much in that period, and TNA fucked themselves over by trying to hire in ex-WWE stars and people like Hulk Hogan rather than focusing on the, the, the youth and the talent that he had and where we heard that before as well yeah
1: indeed yes but anyway yeah
0: the match tonight between Zayn and Owens the winner gets a contract uh, next segment Reigns out I fucking love Roman Reigns here now I'm not a huge Roman Reigns fan but I'm not a hater but the Pure emotion on his face when he came out. You could see how fucking annoyed he was, can't you? You know? And he said, like, um, he said, look, <laughs> I quite like, it. he's like, look. If they keep putting me and Lesnar in a match, eventually I'll win the Universal title. Which, you gotta feel, he didn't know probably during the match, you know, or he was told just afterwards. He probably got told on the build-up to WrestleMania, look, we know what happened at WrestleMania 31. You were meant to beat Lesnar, you let, or Seth Rollins had the opportunity, and Seth Rollins thanked Reigns, didn't he, uh, that night. Uh, So it's like, this is your chance now, Reigns. Your family's all here at WrestleMania 34. We're going to have you beating Lesnar. And then they change it on him then. to him to come out, fair fucking play to Roman Reigns. But he then was followed up by someone else, wasn't he? He was, yes. And uh, it's an injury return
1: this time. Not an NXT jump or a new debut. But Joe arrived, and what a promo. And he's got Reigns at Backlash.
0: He came out, and then after the promo, he fucking swagged away. And the thing I liked about it was Joe hit the storyline points. He said, you keep going to Lesnar's in a match, and you end up being Lesnar's bitch, basically. You end up always taking a beating. You can't beat Brock Lesnar. And when you don't beat him again at the Greatest Rumble, I'll be waiting at Backlash. The fans love Joe. Uh, They yeah, and Reigns was there and he looked so fucking annoyed as well. And I just like, I just really liked it. It's obvious that the plan was Reigns coming out as Universal Champion and then Joe coming out and attacking him or whatnot. But they've changed it up now and I still think Joe can himself. It's going back. And I feel so sorry for him as well because he's missed two fucking WrestleManias now due to injury. Yeah. And it's so unlucky, you know. Then again, better than being in the Battle Royal. <laughs>
1: Yes, that is true.
0: Yeah. So then we moved on to Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. Because they were arguing about who should have it. And Owens like, i got a family. Zayn's like, well, i got family. And Owens like, well, I've got kids. And I was thinking about it. And to be fair, Zayn did tap. If it was up, like right, our jobs are on the line. If you were the one to submit, I'd be like, "I'm not going would submit." You'd yeah, be no, no, no. I wouldn't like submit. I wouldn't. I would okay, pass right. out. All right, okay. Imagine if I tapped out. Right, <laughs> that sounds more likely. <laughs> I tapped out, and you were like, "You were like, oh come." And then another opportunity come up, and I was like, "Well, we're both there. Who's going to have it?" Then I would probably say, "Look, I did tap out here. Why don't you have the I opportunity?" Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Why don't you do that? Up next, it was Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn for an opportunity on Raw. Uh, and it's a little bit loose at the start, to be fair. A couple of little um, muck-ups, shall we say. But the crowd were so into this as well.
1: They was energetic, to say the least. The only problem with this story, it doesn't feel like they've been away from Raw long enough. Don't forget Kevin Owens was a universal champ and
0: all that. I know, I know. So it's like, well, I liked them a SmackDown, but now they kind of found themselves... In a place, and will Owens be lost in a shuffle and raw? I, I hope he doesn't. I hope to find a way of, of sorting it out. And like, so yeah, respect from the crowd. There is no stupid chance in this match. I didn't mean to put stupid chance ten count because obviously, uh, back and forth, pop up power bomb, uh, helluva kick, but then I'm counted out, not counted as in outside the ring. Down, counted yeah. down. Da- and we've always asked ourselves a question: What happens when he gets to ten? Ten. was just ten. Just, just it. I suppose calls it. So neither of them
1: get the place, or both of them do, or what?
0: Well, because neither of them won, neither of them get a place on Monday Night Raw. But I mean, what did you think of the tag tag match? What do you think of the Zayn Owens match?
1: Yeah, you know these two guys definitely know each other inside out, and it shows in the ring. These two guys could have a legendary match given the time and
0: chance. Yeah, they really can. And afterwards, there's a TNA chant from the crowd, which is Angles' fault, really, because of what happened earlier. But apart from that, the crowd was great. And then before the main event, we had a little segment backstage.
1: Yes, it was um, Jeff Hardy was with Finn and Seth coming out to the ring. And they bump into Broken Matt and Broken Bray. And it was quite a comical moment, you know. They were all, all hugged it out, and what was it uh, they? They Finn and Seth was like, "What went on there?" Then he's like, "I have no idea."
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, because Jeff was up to it's like, uh when I was in Andre oh, the Giant, the battle of the giants, and I won it, is wonderful." And Jeff's talking like that. He's like, "Bray, how do you feel?" And he's like, "Wonderful, <laughs> I'd really, like Bray." he's excellent. I can't do the voice because I sound like Mr. Burns trying to do an impression. Like I said, yeah, Finn Balor and Rollins there laughing. And a nice segment. And I'm surprised. The Raw after WrestleMania, the main event, is the Miz to rise. No, don't get me wrong. I love the Miz. But really? Going against Balor, uh, Balor, Rollins, and Jeff Hardy. I was expecting like a run-in at the end or something like that. We never but really got it, did we?
1: Don't you love the Mania chance? I, I mean, I, they was having a six-man standoff, and the biggest chant was going to Axel for Axelmania, which...
0: The punish... With what we found out with WWE, they'll punish him if he's getting the lowest kind of chances, rather than fucking harnessing it and sorting it out. Uh, I don't think it was too bad. I think it was a bit of a foregone conclusion. Who would win, you know? Uh, yeah, what did you What did you think of the actual action in ring? I thought it was quite
1: good. I preferred the after-effects of the match to actually what happened during the match. They got a bit confused with the Whisper and the Wind. And I think it was Michael Cole that got... Yeah, it
0: was was me that named it. Yeah, that's a cool little thing. Uh, Like I say, they won the match, and then afterwards, what happened to the Miztourage? They got beat. They got
1: a coup de grace. They got a stump. They got a couple of Swanton bombs. And it was quite entertaining, actually.
0: Yeah, no, I didn't mind it. Nice, Nice way, and... Nice way to finish. And I think Raw after Mania really delivered this year. Dan, what did you think of it?
1: It was good, yes. So much. When I was watching it, it felt like it was going on for like five hours, ten minutes. (laughs) So that was a shame. A Mania joke from earlier. (laughs) Inside joke. But it was full of everything.
0: It's what you want. You know, we haven't had this in years. Like you talked about, you want your turns, then you had... Uh, you had Emma Moon coming up and also playing from the Ross, uh, for T. You had Bobby Lashley returning. You had a big announcement in Page, uh, you know, announcing of retirement. Of course, um, Samoa Joe come back from injury. Jeff Hardy, I can give or take that, you know, but I can see why he's still popular. Uh, and I just think it delivered in basically think, The only thing it didn't have was a real standout match. And of course, no appearances for many of their, kind of apart from Rousey and Stephanie, none of the huge players. But I really think it was Seth Rollins's Monday Night Raw. It was, Monday Night was Rollins. Do you know what it I mean? It was
1: Monday Night Rollins. It
0: really was. You know, they they kind of the you know, Intercontinental kind of Title win coming out with that promo and then doing this. It really does feel like they're building towards Rollins as kind of the next star. And we look the similarities between him and Daniel Bryan as well. This might be a Shawn Michaels year. You know, he had the Intercontinental title for the year before he went on to win the Royal Rumble. Maybe they're looking at that for Seth Rollins. You know, Seth Rollins' response is what Roman Reigns... Well, it's what WWE dream that Roman Reigns has, if you know what I mean. And all because he turned heel and everything like you can't wait for Dean Ambrose to return. Oh, yeah. No sign of Ambrose at all. But we've got a huge second announcement, down. Two! The Greatest
1: Royal Rumble is coming to the WNR Podcast. It's going to bring you matches such as
0: Triple H versus John Cena, <laughs> Roman Reigns versus Lesnar for the universal title in a steel cage. Every title line, plus a 50 man Royal Rumble with Angle, Chris Jericho
1: and more surprises.
0: But no women, none. Women no are women. not allowed. No
1: women not allowed. No
0: women allowed. Uh, But that will be coming out at the end of this month. And now it's time for
1: Smackdown Summary.
0: So the dark match saw Becky Lynch beat Ruby Wright in a pretty nice match in about six minutes. The Wrights got interfered and got sent into each other, setting up the disarmer for the tap. Snappy little match here.
1: The opening with Shane introducing Paige was nice, if you ignore the fact that Shane doesn't have power right now.
0: Yeah, unless this was addressed in the commentary, which it wasn't. Shane has no business accepting Daniel Bryan as a nation or naming Paige as a new general manager. Now, that being said, Paige was a genuine shock and... I think I hate the idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's cool to have a woman in the job, and in theory at least, as the only authority figure on the show. She got a great reaction, and really, that's all you can ask for in something like this. Oh, and she gave us AJ versus Brian, because that's what a good boss does. Yeah,
0: not only before the fucking, she took her time doing it, didn't she, you know? She did, yes, and it looked like she had her makeup put on by a shotgun. <laughs> she did, and a of chance, and then try to win it back. And then we had uh, the Usos beat the New Day in a very good match with both, te- both teams obviously working very well together. They always had chemistry, so this wasn't a shock. The win gives the Usos a total shot, presuming they had the greatest Royal Rumble. It did, it did yes. Smackdown is going to need some fresh teams in the shake-up, though, as these two have fought way too often lately. Still, though, a very good match.
1: Yes, it was a good match, and I enjoy watching these two going against each other, and hopefully they don't get split up in a superstar shake-up.
0: Yeah, and the Bludger Brothers came out then to have a face-to-face with the Usos, because of course they both clash at the greatest Royal Rumble event. Naomi beat Natalia after getting into a stat,
1: and there's not really much else to say on this one, as is the case with most Natalia matches. Yeah, I mean, I was waiting
0: for more big surprises and stuff like this to happen on SmackDown, but instead they just gave us um, a match that we've seen a hundred times before, Natalia and Naomi. All right, Shinsuke fucking Nakamura was asked why he attacked AJ Styles. Nakamura blamed it on being overtly emotional... And then winked at Renee Young. And when Renee when asked him again, why, uh, why did you do it for? And then he said, sorry, I don't speak English. <laughs> and walked off.
1: <laughs> this was brilliant. And it's some of the best talking Nakamura has done since coming to the WWE. Yeah. And then we had
0: the big segment of the night with Charlotte coming out to praise Oscar for a great match. You fucking bitch. And wondering who she would. Oh, fuck you. I'm wondering who she would make magic with next.
1: This brought out the Iconics, formerly known as the Iconic duo of Peyton Royce and Billy Kay.
0: Yeah, to a very strong reaction.
1: Yeah, start chanting TNA, at uh, TNA, <laughs> chanting NXT. Kurt Angle come out, he's like, damn,
0: remember I TNA. They made fun of Charlotte, They've made a fun, they made fun of Charlotte's speech with Royce getting some hilarious jokes about Charlotte thanking everyone. Like a high school teacher and all... And air for allowing her to breathe. Yeah, And then exactly. the
1: beatdown was
0: on. Yes, Charlotte was thrown over the tables both ways and power-bombed on the floor. I mean, look, they're ripping the road now. Charlotte's trying with all her heart, but this is two on one. If only she hadn't beaten Oscar. Oscar wouldn't be suffering these types of problems.
1: Charlotte's got loads of friends backstage that... None of them's coming out to help her.
0: Yeah, she gets thrown over the announce table. It's weird that because the uh, the commentators weren't actually behind that table; they had moved already, ah. un- unlike the German announced team. Well, uh, Charlotte got power bombs on the floor and then thrown back in the ring. A B U N L U S. Bombed on the floor and then thrown back in the ring as the iconic duo are celebrating over a former, a former, over the women's champion. The officials come out to stop it. Why is rugby take so long? Because Kamala... Kamala?
2: Because
0: <laughs> Carmela took so long before. Just like that. Fucking hell. So, Oscar... All this one little boot after a little bit of a beatdown, and Carmella is now women's champion. Not Oscar. Not Charlotte. Carmella. So, they've sacrificed Oscar's streak for what? A cashing... So, yes, Carmella comes down to the ring. Sorry, who? <laughs> Carmella comes down to the ring, grabs the referee and cashes in Money in the Bank. Dan, what are your thoughts? Yes,
1: yeah, so it just makes Charlotte's win over Oscar look even more worse than it possibly could. You know, just two days out. Uh, Is a certainly getting a good response from the crowd?
0: So, Carmella finally cashed in the Money in the Bank briefcase to win the Women's Championship. This took the
1: better part of forever to get to and I'm glad the stupid thing is finally gone. I get sick of having it hanging over everything and wasting time, especially when it's almost deflating having Carmella get it done after the big match with Oscar. At least it's gone now though and that means some peace of mind for a few months.
0: This is the thing. I, I can't believe they've done it with Carmella cashing in like this, especially after I think that happened. Uh, up next on SmackDown 1 can ship triple threat match for United States title, and it is my man, my, my guy, Randy Orton, going against Rusev and Bobby Roode. And my guy, Bobby <laughs> Glorious Roode. <laughs> yes, against Rusev. Uh, we've seen Orton come out, we've seen Roode come out, but let's just hear the response of Rusev.
1: So again, going from pictures that we uh, we sent each other, not the rude ones of course, yeah. we'll leave them ones to our personal collections. But pictures that we sent each other, I sent you a picture of Aiden English in the Andre John Royal Battle Royal with hair. Yeah. And then when he came out with Rusev in a tr- in a fatal US title, James.
0: Yeah, he shaved his head. He'd come out and look like a completely different wrestler. And as he comes out with Rusev, just a huge response for Rusev. Just massive Rusev day. So, yeah, who would be the number one contender to Jinder Mahal's US Championship? I think we all know the answer.
1: Well, I think the best man's going to win.
0: I think the best man will win as well.
1: The most deserving man. The man who hasn't had a longed-out feud with the US Champion, Jinder Mahal.
0: No, it should be the guy who's won the most in the match. I think it's the guy most deserving. The real worker of the group. The real star. You know what I mean? Like, So Rude finally took control in the late stage has been taken out. I mean, Rusev, obviously. We'll get on to Rusev in a second. Here we go. Glorious DDT. Glorious. He's going to go for it.
1: Backside, roll up. Oh, Rude with a kick out. Clothesline. Yeah. Clothesline. Scoop slam. Bink. Let's see. James, Randy Orton just goes through the motions every match.
0: No, it's, it's really good. At me. least you know what he's going to do in the match. You know what I mean? You can get behind it. He's he's trying to get a crowd on his side. Slowly warming up to the RKO. Oh, Bobby
1: Rude, you idiot. Why are you going on the outside? you know what that dickhead Orton does when
0: you go out there? Oh, it's one of the best moves in WWE. Randy Orton's signature special... Of course, the draping DDT. Oh, Rude, you ruined it!
1: Yes, Rude. No. You had it scouted, you intelligent man. But why drape your head over the edge? Oh, no! Oh! Rusev putting James's man, Randy, <laughs> nearly through the announce table. Fans at this point think it's Rusev's day. <laughs> come on, Rude. See it coming, see it coming. Oh, oh, the could kick, no. Just huge Bulgarian brute kicks. Oh, Rusev comes charging in. Spinning heel kick by Rusev. Rusev Day. Don't fall for it, Rude. Come on, man, you're better than this. Clash him. Oh, oh. a matchka kick kicks a tooth out of Bobby Rude's head. Yeah. But the intelligence in him, he rolls to his belly. Well,
0: that's not intelligence. You're going to be caught in the accolade now as Rusev's finisher. Come on, Rapha, back. sake. Oh, Rude's done. He's going to tap out. He can't hold on. It's going to be Rusev's day. Rude's just a weakling. Yeah, see, you need Randy Orton's help, didn't you? Uh, I... Oh yes, Rude, roll up. One, two, no. Oh. Oh. Yeah, okay, <laughs> pin that zombie. One, two, three. Oh, absolute too easy. travesty. No. he's a jobber, Randy Orton. Is a 14, is it time? He's a 13-time W champion, and he's going to be a two-time, two-time mm. US champion. I'm so glad we get to see the feud of the year for 2017 again in 2018 with Jinder Mahal versus Randy Orton. My only hope is they can have maybe three or four pay-per-view matches for the US title on the line, Dan. <laughs> well, I'm, this has just completely buried my man Bobby Road.
1: I mean, he lost it to a cheating fast count when Randy Orton <laughs> beat him. And then he wasn't even pinned at, Backl- uh, at WrestleMania. Was no, he it? wasn't. He wasn't even pinned at WrestleMania. And, yeah, he, do- he doesn't get his rematch, which he should have had one-on-one, to be fair.
0: Yes. yeah, No, well, t- come on. Randy Orton's got so many challenges, and he's such a, a fighting champion. He will take all comers on, you know?
1: Why doesn't he just take time off? I mean, he's always around. He does... Far too much for this business.
0: Orton, oh, there we go. With just three letters, he could put anybody away with the R K O. There is not one man there's not a man more dangerous in the WWE with that finisher than Randy Orton. On his day, Orton could beat no, not even on his day. Randy Orton could beat anybody with that. So you wanted us to switch <laughs> and we have. Yeah. We talk about it. I've always been a fan of Randy Orton. <laughs> I've got some
1: t-shirts and a hat and a squeezable and a few posters for you if you want them. And again, so much for Rusev. It's just not happening. And that's very clear at this point. There aren't many more over on the roster than he is right now. And that means we get Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal in another fucking match. Because the previous ones have worked oh so well for the US title. I don't know what WWE is thinking with this stuff but my goodness, it's annoying to sit through, especially when Rusev ever gotten himself over like this.
0: The main event was really all you could expect to be. It is Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. And this is a dream... we talk talking about this is a definite dream match. The main event was really all you could expect it to be. They were starting to
1: cook, and Nakamura interfered for the DQ. I don't expect an AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan to go to an important conclusion on Smackdown in Brian's first singles match. So what we got was more than good enough for the time being.
0: Well, Nakamura knee Brian in the head and abuse Styles' testicles after the match. Of note, during the commercial, Brian missed a swan dive. I'm rather stunned that he's allowed to f- even think about that move anymore. Well, he got powerbombed in the apron twice as well, didn't he? So The, t- the post-show dark match saw Nakamura defeat Ziggler. And i tastes tell you when we saw it last year on Smackdown, the dark match was Ziggler versus Nakamura as well. So, God knows and that was included last year's post-manus back god knows how many times they fucking face each other. Alright, so yeah, what do you think of the Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles match?
1: That was a bloody good match and these two guys they gelled really well together as well.
0: Yeah, I mean there's potential there down the line to see a full blown half hour match, or even these two guys can do sixty minute iron match and it would be a pleasure to be able to watch it, you know. Go back and watch AJ Styles vs. Brian on the independent scene. If you've never seen that before. But it was the first time they faced off in WWE. Uh, but that was it for SmackDown after the Nakamura attacks and stuff. I don't think it was a bad show, you know. Uh, SmackDown is always never... It, it's always not going to have the surprises of Raw. I'm surprised there wasn't a couple of more people maybe debuting on SmackDown. Uh, what I think of only the Iconics or the iconic Joe was the only uh, people to come up from NXT or to debut on SmackDown if I'm right about that. I know Daniel Bryan had his first match in three years, but I don't think there's anybody else made their debut on
1: yeah, SmackDown.
0: Yeah, there, there wasn't anything major coming out of it. No, but on Raw, I think it was a cracking show. So what do you think was uh, the best attitude? What was your best favourite moment of than after Mania
1: I think it was just a whole show of Raw really I think everything on that delivered if they had to give a stat Sunday night I would have been more than happy
0: yeah this is the thing isn't it and sometimes they, they build up an event so much and we've heard so much about Raw after Wrestlemania but this one truly delivered like I said NXT call-ups uh, returns to the company like Lashley after a while plus it was quite a good show like I said main event may be a little bit weak but it really was enjoyable. SmackDown was good too. And straight after SmackDown was 2i5 Live. But what we're going to do, because we didn't really watch it in its entirety, what we're going to do now is watch the WrestleMania kickoff show uh, WrestleMania, April 8th. Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali here for the Cruiserweight top Because we had it on the background whilst we were doing a live show. Uh, I think it deserves credit because, of course, we're watching 205 Live. Who will be the new Cruiserweight Champion? Will it be Mustafa Ali or Cedric Alexander? Oh, so nice in the early going between Ali and Alexander. They're going to fill each other out in the early going here. But we see a couple of leapfrogs by each man. And Ali managing to nip up. Now it's a collar and elbow tight. I mean, there's so much respect here for each man. And how they got it, Alexander, you would say... Progress through the toilet was kind of a strong favourite to begin with, wouldn't you? You know, of course, meant to be no mongotender before he shall not be named. um, Disappeared. Can I just say, actually, Enzo has been cleared of all charges and the woman has deleted social media now. So I'm not saying WWE. Please,
1: please, please. For the love of God, if any wrestling or WWE, anyone that works for WWE, don't get him back. Look how much the product has improved without that moron carrying that belt.
0: Well, this is the thing we're going to talk about, isn't it with uh two o five Live and the talent and having someone like Ali Alexander and Ali there that maybe wouldn't have been picked beforehand, you know Alexander says strong fate mustafa Ali you' got to say he's been the underdog of the competition, especially surprising victory. Gets my man Buddy Murphy, you know, kind of a surprise of the tournament, if you don't mind me saying so, to get here I, against. I Ale- do actually mind you. You actually mind, eye, Sorry about that. Well, there's Ali there with a beautiful drop kick. Back at Alexander up into the corner.
1: Oh, charging towards Alexander, but gets tossed over the top rope, looking to deliver a kick. Alexander blocked it, delivered one of his own, knocked Ali off the apron.
0: Absolutely beautiful there by Cedric Alexander. Now, Alexander going to wear down Ali.
1: And Drake Maverick sat there watching on next to the the, the big purple belt.
0: Yeah, it's only big. It's quite a small belt, but Maverick's just tiny, is So, well, the new gentleman has come to 205 Live, and I think he's done a, a gosh darn good job. You know, we've got WrestleMania now. His toilet's been a success. All the matches have been fantastic. You've got to say, there wasn't one match that really let us down.
1: High back, body drop there by Alexander to Ali. He goes for the cover. Ali managing to kick out. Ali
0: nearly hit the lights there with that backdrop.
1: Alexander with a knee to the midsection. Oh, but Ali straight back to his feet, knocking Alexander down for a second time. And a big Ric Flair-like knife edge chop.
0: Well, let's hope we see the comeback now from Ali. Alexander's cut off each time.
1: Irish Ripper tent, but Ali skidded to his knees, jumped to the outside, delivered a lovely step-up in Seguri.
0: Now rolls back
1: in. You're dealing with the X-factor.
0: Ali Akbar. Well, my God. Then he gets job done, but Alexander got shoulder up at two. Two. Ali went for a kick, but Alexander blocked it. Oh, maybe trying to go for that springboard, but Ali got the pants.
1: Oh, deliver a spinning heel kick of his own. Rocking Alexander.
0: Here comes Ali, running in now. Oh, Spanish fly. The like crowd. <laughs> referee Respectfully. Oh, it's a heart and soul. Of NXT, you've got the heart of Alexander and the soul of Ali goes for...
1: Tornado DDT, but gets caught by Alexander, placed over the top rope, crashed Ooh. onto the top
0: rope. And let's not forget here, the grandest prize of the Cruiserweights is on the line right now. The Cruiserweight Championship, which has been vacant these past four months. Both men are going to put their bodies on the line. And Alexander has got Ali up there and maybe looking to put an end to him. Lumbar check off the top. Super lumbar check. And Ali managed to block it with headbutts, but only for so long.
1: Both men in a very precarious position. I think Alexander nearly fell. He had to get caught by Ali.
0: (laughs) And now Ali's got Alexander. Oh, Oh,
1: top rope Spanish fly. A response to the one that Alexander delivered. John Cena sat in the crowd. The woman's just about to give birth to an undertaker.
0: What impact there by Ali and Alexander. Like they were thrown out of a moving auto vehicle here. And now Ali's going to put Alexander in a position. Well, looking for the inverted 450. But Cedric knows this. Trying to block it. Just got kicked to the head. Tensed him up. Go on. Inverted 450. Hit that bitch. I was going for the. Oh!
1: Oh! While Ali was perched up on the top rope, Alexander up to his feet swept the legs of Ali out of from underneath him. He landed face first onto the wafer thin mats below.
0: And let me tell you, say now the title can change hands via count out. So if Alexander wants to stay in and let the count happen, he would then be declared Cruiserweight Champion as we get a, an advert for Ronda Rousey.
1: And even Drake Spud Maverick. Rockstar was checking on Ali because he looked like he hit that floor with some force.
0: And Alexander comes outside, throws Ali in, goes for the cover. Oh! Ali managing to kick out. Uh, And Alexander now, is that frustration I see on his face? Is he getting angry? And he is. He's saying, no, that's it, Ali. Stop now. Stay down. It's over.
1: The amount of money you pay for this huge television screen, and we get like a parcel stamp-sized bit <laughs> in the corner, and the rest of it's WrestleMania streaming tonight.
0: Uh, and they don't—they can't even get rid of it once the uh, actions. Do you know what I mean? Go, on and Look at Alexander here, stomping the hole, walking it dry, on Ali. and Ali. Cedric Alexander's all fired up for this one. It's going to be end yeah, now.
1: Lumbar check. But- no, oh. Ali flips out of it.
0: Oh A reverse Hurricane <laughs> Rana <laughs> And Cedric Celibate And Ali now Is that shocking His eyes Maybe it's his chance He gave it His best shot So close No he didn't Did he Oh Ali now Off the second rope oh. oh Tornado DDT Spins Alexander
1: Up to his To his feet He lays down In prime position For the inverted 450 And this is it Ali's gonna hit it Oh, oh Hits its mark
2: one, One two. two,
1: foot on oh. the bottom rope. Oh. So close yet so far and Ali knows it.
0: Uh, he's in shock. His best shot and Alexander found a way to get out of it. And what's Ali going to do now? We're going to see that anger and frustration. He's shouting at Alexander, much like Cedric did earlier.
1: Kicks his foot away. Kicks him to the chest.
0: Yeah, vicious stomps. Ali going to go up again. Don't go to the well too many times. Let's say he's going for all or nothing with a Cruiserweight title on the line. Here comes Ali. Oh, but Alexander rolls out of the way and Ali hits that mat with a thud. And now it gives Cedric his chance. He got out of harm's way. He might be injured, but he realises the Cruiserweight title is in grasp. And Ali stares back. Heart and soul, soul and heart, and a shade.
1: This is how we're going to end it. Oh, spinning back elbow by Alexander knocks
0: Ali out on his feet. Oh, follows up with a second. Cedric don't really want to do this. He doesn't really want to hurt Mustafa Rally. So I'm sorry. Why did you do him. it? I'm sorry. I love you. Goodbye. He's got Ali.
1: Oh, At first spinning back elbow. This time it turns Ali inside out. He picks him up by the back of his trousers. Lumbar check.
0: Goes for the cover. One,
1: two, three. Wow. And new Cruiserweight champion. And just like Shawn Michaels, to Ric Flair, he grabs hold of his head in a loving embrace.
0: And I think this is one of the best matches at WrestleMania. Rewatching it now, uh, I realise how good it was. And what a great story they told. They deserved this opportunity here. And unlike Aries and Neville last year... Today, we actually, or on this episode, we get a proper conclusion to what's been a fantastic Cruiserweight tournament. Dan, what do you think of the match?
1: I thought it was a bloody good match, yes. We didn't appreciate it watching it the first time, but second time round, whatever score I gave it, I'm going to give it a half a point extra.
0: Yeah, I will as well. So, Drake Maverick comes in and presents the cruiseweight title to Cedric Alexander, and he now holds the prestigious title. And what would he do on the first episode of 205 Live after WrestleMania? Well, (laughs) let's find out now. It is April 10th, episode 72. And then Cedric's win on Sunday's kick-off the epic video package treatment.
1: Well, Vic Joseph and Percy Watson welcome us back to New Orleans. Percy is a regular fixture on 205 Live from here on out. But Nigel McGuinness will be back next week.
0: Where's Nigel at the moment, then?
1: Well, James, I've decided to take a vacation. I do a lot for the WWE, but I'm going to take some time out for myself and meet my beautiful, lovely wife, who I got from Thailand. Oh,
0: well, that's great to hear, Nigel.
1: Thank you, James. (laughs) Back to you, Dan. (laughs) They tell us about the two things which were announced in advance. Then it's time for our opening match.
0: Kalisto defeated Akira Tozawa via pinfall following Salida del Sol. Yes,
1: Kalisto gets a selfie slash hallway promo before the match telling us Lucha House Party will be in a Tornado tag next week. Tazawa's response attacks the luchadors for insulting his mentor Hideo Itami and says that after he beats all three of them, they'll be
0: fired. Well, back and forth affair for with some great near falls, but Kalisto got the knees up on a top rope sent attempt. A series of pin counters followed with Kalisto bridging out the last one and transitioning into his finisher.
1: Yes, we get Tony Nice and he gives Andrews a locker room pep talk. Gulak was his friend, but he turned into a sadistic monster. If anyone should get revenge, it should be Nice. But, he tells the Welshman
0: to go get Drew tonight. Well, the tornado tag for next week is confirmed. It is... Lin Stavano! And Gran Metallic representing Lucha House Party against Tozawa. Gulak is in the ring and does the build-up to his...
1: PowerPoint presentation yeah. but it's not the time for that it's a heel and bait deny oh. it's time for the best submission specialist in WWE to destroy that pop rock wannabe Mark Andrews he's going to send a message to the 205 live roster if you step to him you
0: will tap out so it is Drew Gulak versus Mark Andrews meant to, ha- l- 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 meant to happen last week uh, but Gulak took some time off. Was it because of Tony knees We don't know. There seems to be tensions boiling between those two men. But Andrews gets his chance. And it's great that he's a permanent fixture on 205 Live.
1: Now, I do like Mark Andrews. He's a brilliant high five. I think he's a perfect fit for 205 Live. He's got a cross between, like, the luchador style... And the British strong style as well.
0: Yes, most definitely, you know. And it reminds me a bit of Evan Bourne, but obviously Welsh, you know, and that kind of... Evan can, Bourne. Exactly. Evan Bourne, lad. Uh, he can do all these sorts of moves and some spectacular things as well. As him and Gulak in the early going. I mean, Gulak wants to be more technical, of course, but Gulak... Uh, Gulak. But manages with the arm drag, showing his kind of... Like I like say, he's got an inverted lucha style to him. He's got a kind of British strong style as well. Gulak taking his time to get back in. And what's Gulak's style, Dan? His Gulak is no fly. <laughs> of course, he brings a technical side to it. Now, you may compare him to De Malenko, if you will, back in a day. That kind of mind. But, of course, a much better ca- better character and with a PowerPoint presentation. I'm sure one day we will see it. And the PowerPoint presentation. But Gulak, look at that. Grabbing the arm of Mandrews. Just keeping him down.
1: Well, he has got the uh, the flying Welshman grounded for now.
0: Well, the Welsh wizard managing to nip up and take Gulak down with the arm drag. But, oh, looks like Gulak's going to go dragging sleeper. Manjews turns it into a pin. Gulak kicks out. Uh-huh. Gulak backs up to the corner. Manjews comes running in,
1: but gets chucked over the top rope. Oh, goes low with his shoulder. He goes over the top, but gets caught by Gulak. Will bar up, but Ooh. turns it into a bulldog. Mandrews does a stunner as well.
0: He does. And we hopefully we'll see it here. Maybe we'll stun Gulak here tonight. will be classed as a bit of an upset. Gulak on the apron. Sticks his head back in but gets caught by a drop kick.
1: We're both men in a very precarious position on the outside of the apron.
0: And what's Gulak... What oh, fuck me. What's Mandrews going to do? Hulk and runner? Oh,
1: but Gulak catches him. But Mandrews, luckily enough, with a backslide <laughs> but gets pushed in post.
0: And back and head hit the cold, hard... It's not still anymore, is it? It's more like, look at the the screen. But anyway, fucked Andrew's up there as we go to an ab break. Now Mark in serious trouble. Drew Gulak beating him down. Stomped to the back of the neck. Does it again. And now a lovely cravat... By Drew Gulak, there got the hands clasped behind Manrew's neck, and the beauty of this hold as well: the harder Mark Andrews fights it, the tighter it gets. Gulak got complete control. Oh well, he did have until Mark Andrews, with a lovely forward flip,
1: manages to get out of it. But Gulak got him down and goes for the cover, but only a two count.
0: Two, and with Gulak, I don't think he can. He really thinks he can pin. Mark Andrews there, but it's all about smothering, all about being sh- uh, showing that he can take him down. He's got the size advantage. and making Mandurgy, just trying to push up on Drew Gulak's body. <laughs> no, he's got Andrews, and just bends his back well, across. There's,
1: there's nothing technical about that, but just a couple of big back goes for another cover.
0: And another thing I like about Gulak, who oh, Sorry, Andrews kicks out, Oh. I like like about Gulak when he goes for the cover, it's like the old William Regal style. He's got the forearm right in the bridge on the nose there, right, in the, making it uncomfortable for Andrews, even in the pin attempt. And now the side headlock in. And that won't just cutting all circulation off to Andrews' body. But look how easily he Drew Gulak is ragdolling Andrews around the ring. Complete control. Release it just for a second to deliver another knee.
1: Thunderous knee to the midsection.
0: And then he's got a half chicken wing... Look at the extension the chin of... chinlock. ...Mandrews' hand is bent back and onto his back, and he's actually causing his own trouble here. It's fantastic strategy by Drew Gulak. And Gulak seems to be enjoying himself now. He's actually pleased when Andrews managing to get the shoulder up so he can admonish him with some more punishment.
1: Now he's just stretching away at the arm of Mandrews.
0: Just pushing Andrews back into the spine... The elongated man would have trouble with <laughs> yeah, him. Andrew's trying to fight out of it. Whoa. Shots to the gut.
1: Delivers a jawbreaker, but Gulak's still standing on his feet. Oh, he seems more stunned than he does hurt at the moment. Trading blows. A big wild right, but gets caught with a step-up in Seguri for Mandros. Could this be the fight back that Mark needs? Find out
0: after the break. Well, the fans getting behind him. There must be three or four claps in the universe here. But Gulak looks to be smirking.
1: Hasn't got a cigarette in his gob, James. He's just got a smile on his face because he knows that currently he's out wrestling Mark Andrews. But when he's allowed room to breathe, Mark Andrews starts that high-flying
0: game and starts building a comeback. He does. And Gulak now against the ropes. And here comes Andrews. Flying crossbody. 6 one Now he's going to springboard his way back in. Now Andrews feeling it. Oh!
1: Standing Phoenix Splash goes for the cover, but Gulak managing to kick
0: out. Uh-huh. And Gulak's still got a lot of power there, pushing Andrews off with both hands. And Now Andrews maybe got to stop high flying. I thought he clenched his fist. Looking for an Irish whip on Gulak, but Gulak holding the middle rope.
1: Andrews <laughs> like, sod it, then I'll give you a big elbow to the jaw. Hopefully that'll loosen your grip, and it does, but Gulak turns it inside out. He gets caught by Mark Andrews crucifix and just slams him down for a pinfall attempt. Ooh. But Gulak managing to get his shoulder up at two.
0: Two. Oh nice there playing crucifix there by Andrews and now the crowd get distracted I mean get behind Andrews (laughs) here. What's going on over there? And now Gulak's in a bit of a pro position Andrews going to go up.
1: No Gulak spots that he senses that he's in danger so he grabs hold of
0: the leg from Mark Andrews Yeah but that doesn't help him Logan. He gets caught with a kick by Andrews
1: Oh, looking for a Will into to another bulldog, but Gulak pushes him off. Big forearm to the back. Oh. Gulak only getting another two count.
0: Two. Now maybe getting a little bit frustrated with the heart and fighting Andrews. That's a scout of the move from earlier. But now he's got a growl on his face. He's picking Andrews up with his beard. And Andrews now with a huge combination of chop strikes. Maybe his last chance. Gulak fights him off. Tries it again.
1: Oh, looking for a Tornado DDT, but does he get caught by Gulak and just stops him in position, lifts him up. No!
0: But Andrews hits the stunner from a suplex. And now it's Mark Andrews' chance. Like I said, he hits the stunner out of nowhere in matches. Now he's going to the top. He's going to go for a shooting star. Gulak hates flying. He's going to hate it even more if Andrews can land it. Oh,
1: very intelligently. Gulak manages to roll to the opposite corner of the ring.
0: And now Gulak backing him off. Classic Hill style. Oh,
1: and as Andrews draws in closer, he gets pulled to the middle turnbuckle.
0: Oh, my God. Now, Gulak. He's got the dragon sleeper in.
1: Legs grapevined. Can Andrews fight out of this? No,
0: no chance. He taps out. And Gulak, though. Oh, come on, Gulak. Let hold the submission. submission. Uh, held it on a bit too long for my liking there. But Gulak does win. Fair, uh, Drew Gulak, what do you think of the match? Yeah,
1: it was good, actually.
0: Yeah, the clash of styles, like we say, is always going to be good.
1: Clash of styles. It's always
0: going to be good. Yeah, it's always going to be good like that because you have got the technical technical ability of Drew Gulak, of course, with the high fly of Mandrews, But like I said, Andrews can can hold his own in a technical way, and I think Gulak is a lot more fun than we think. But Andrews and Gulak should be the future foundations or the future base of the two hundred five live division. I feel with that different kind of styles and what they have to offer. You know. Oh, but Gulak's not finished. with man, Drews, goes back to that jagged sleeper. Oh, come on now, Drew. Come on, Drew. You're being a rather heelish now. Well, come on. You, you know, you're beating fair and square, and you're looking to attack him even more. What kind of message are you just going to send to everybody watching you, despicable human being? And here comes the premier athlete, Tony nice Looks like a <laughs> looks like heavyweight fights like a cruiserweight. Takes down Gulak. Oh, my man, Tony knees <laughs> He is absolute. And now he's going after Gulak.
1: Yeah. James, that word is banned.
0: I know it's banned. I'm sorry. It had to come out of retirement for one night only. And then corkscrew plant over the top by knees to Gulak. They're former friends, now bitter enemies. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And Nice looking at Gulak. It is on like Donkey Kong here on Five Live he's wished Andrew's luck and said, "I'm going to be the man that gets Drew luck. Drake Maverick is backstage. He's speaking to someone off camera and telling them he's approved their request to tag next week, but he has some reservations about what happened last time.
1: Sorry. Breaking news: Chris Jericho will face Rusev against The Undertaker in a casket match at the Greatest Royal Rumble event. Why? It doesn't say. It's
0: just WWE breaking news. So it's not gonna be. I would. I'd rather watch Rusev versus Undertaker than Jericho versus Undertaker. Rusev's too over? What about you? You look forward to the match?
1: I think Jericho's probably a safer worker to work with Undertaker.
0: Yeah. I, we should say that we're not going to count it as a pay-per-view. I don't know what you think now. I'm just talking the first time. We'll count it as... We'll do predictions as normal, and then whoever wins that gets a bonus point for it. I think that's fair enough, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll accept the bonus point for yeah, it. Yeah.
0: So it's not going to be a pay-per-view point. It's going to be a bonus point. Uh, so can we rule
1: out the standards that Ty Dillinger's going to come out at number 10
0: 10 oh yeah no I'm not going to I didn't even think of it treating it as a proper rumble match I'm just going to oh fuck do I do that no no, I can't be bothered no. we did it at the fucking rumble yeah exactly I think how much effort we put in at Rainier uh, the camera pans out and we see the we see DM the GM is speaking to Gentleman Jack Ha-Ha and the Bri- Brian Kendrick. Not the
1: Brian Kendrick. The Brian Kendrick. Jackie Brian Kendrick. Jack says Se-
0: seeking a vendetta against an Tommy for engine Kendrick would be beneath them. TBK says he's happy just to be back and that his issues with a are water under the bridge. Maverick seems dubious.
1: Drake Maverick is out next with music and a custom Tron. He says he won't keep us. But he asked the fans if they've ever had a better weekend of WWE action than the last few days. It was the honour of his career to be asked to be the general manager of 205 Live. And he thinks they've done a great job with it. That came to a head on Sunday when he sat ringside and watched the heart and soul battle for the Cruiserweight title. And without further ado, he welcomes the new champ, Cedric Alexander.
0: Well, oh, said looking Biffy in grey dress slacks and purple dress shirt which doesn't quite match his new belt. Two years ago we chanted Please sign Cedric. Because of that on Sunday in front of his friends and family he wrestled at WrestleMania and became a champion. He just wants us to thank he just wants to thank us, but as he is, he's cut off by Mustafa Ali's music.
1: Ali dressed in all black, the crowd chants for him and a champ is and the champ encourages them. Mustafa came out to tell Cedric something face-to-face. As your opponent, a representative of the locker room, and his friend, Alexander doesn't just deserve it, he earned it. Ali said there's a long line of guys in the back who want a title shot And he's in that line.
0: Yeah, and what a great sign of respect there. Maverick clapping the two, and they both hugged each other. And you know there's a lot of respect there between Ali and Alexander. And it's nice that the whole Cruiserweight division, the whole 205 Live is behind Alexander. That's Buddy Murphy's music playing, Dan. I told you he was the best-kept secret of 205, and now he's going to be Mr. 205 Live. Drake and Ali and Alexander wonder who he is. Where's Buddy Murphy? where is he? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, he's got the ring. He's got Alexander. Oh, my God, he's trying to get him up. And dumps him. And Murphy there saying that he doesn't respect no man. That he wants to be Cruiserweight champion. Well, he checks on Cedric and Murphy that he's front of the line, but there will be consequences for this. So Murphy was in charge. Uh, Murphy was going to be next to the line, and now he's fucked it. But Murphy sending a message. doesn't matter. His time is now. He will be the next Cruiserweight champion. And who could blame him? Alright, so that is it. Refer to it as
1: his title belt. Even though A, he's never held it and B, he's never going to hold it.
0: What did you think of 205 Live?
1: It certainly opened up a few doors. It's changed from like the tournament feel that we've had in the past few months to storylines coming into it. Ali was being a great you know he was being gracious in defeat, saying that you know there's a long line. I'm in that line, and Murphy coming out a hill that he is, just taking out a champion from behind his back, and he's going to get consequences for it. Yes,
0: but it's, it's like I say, it's telling a good story. Turf Five Live was good, uh, was was good this week, and let's hope it continues. Right, so that is now all the WrestleMania facts that we had. We had, of course, my Oscar rant, Raw talk and Smackdown Summary whatever it's called Raw Review of Smackdown Summary we had talked about 205 Live we watched the Cruiserweight title match Dan is there anything else you want to talk about on this podcast I just hope
1: 205 Live doesn't go back into its old routine we need a break from the old
0: routine what are your final thoughts on the entire Wrestlemania weekend what are your thoughts towards the Superstar Draft and beyond Wrestlemania was a very
1: shocking weekend Full of twists and turns that neither of us expected. I think we've had our lowest scoring pay-per-view finish in a while. Normally, you know, one of us is getting close to a perfect score and the other one's not far behind at all. This time, I think we got less than half the results each.
0: I got 7 out of 14, so I got half right. But I was thinking about this... um, Apart from the battle royal, which obviously you can't guess, out of all the other main predictions, if I had gone for the other person, I would have got the same amount of points. Well, no, I would not I would the wouldn't battle have done, royal, you, which you
1: can't guess. Well, I'm yeah. used to guess it. Royal. Yeah, you, you, you
0: you were you got two in kickoff in the main show, out of eleven matches, three points. Which again, like you say, and you, you could have gone for the opposite person and actually got more points to in like that time. So in my, in my next predictions, I might look at it and go, everyone want to go for, I go for the opposite. And see how many points you get. Uh, I think WrestleMania weekend was great. But the problem is, is, like I say, so much build-up, partly my fault, partly everybody else's. You get caught up in the WrestleMania hype. And like I said, with TakeOver, it was... Actually, I won't speak about it. With TakeOver, you can find out if it was the best show of the weekend on our next podcast. But I think with WrestleMania, it wasn't as great as we all hoped. But then again, is it really ever? You know, that's one thing. At least Raw delivered. At least SmackDown did. And 205 Live did. Looking into the future. And speaking of NXT, our next episode is, of course... NXT Takeover, New Orleans, which is gonna be awesome, and it's coming out on Wednesday, and we're gonna bring you the takeover event, and then of course all the fallout from that with the NXT episode afterwards. Don't forget we're on Twitter at WWE Network Review or at Vince McDan WWE. I'm at John Score Rollins. Also got friends on Twitter. Yes,
1: Mini Chris Benoit. Just trying to make the world a better place, and you can follow him at Mini Chris Benoit.
0: Across all the Google platforms, don't forget W Network Review on Google plus send us an email at WNL at gmail dot com. We're also on Facebook.
1: Yes, Facebook, you can come and
0: find our page
1: and give us a like with a WWE Network Review Podcast. So you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan.
0: Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WW Network Review Podcast. We've got clips going up there, at the same time we do other places like SoundCloud on your phone. We're on Speaker Radio where we've got our live shows, Stitcher Radio and iTunes we can download, subscribe, rate and review there. But that is it. I have done too much talking over this weekend, as always. And then we'll be back with NXT. But until then I have been James Rollins, and as always always joined by Damn I right. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye. Bye.